All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while, I guess, since we last talked. Um, but a lot, I mean, like, like everything these days, like a lot has happened in the last seven to 10 days and keeping track of, again, all of the football that's happened is just, it's so much. So we're going to try and make this as easy as possible again, but we're going to focus at least for the first part of this on Spain and in La Liga. Um, cause you know, Rian decided that this week has already been terrible enough. Why not make Elias's week a lot worse? Um, so we're going to, we're going to go ahead and start off with that, but Rian, how you been, buddy? It's been it's been a couple days. I'm doing not too bad. Um, Ellis and I we were talking just before we started recording. Um, uh, I moved into a new place. I moved from from um, Manhattan to Brooklyn, and it's been it's been uh, definitely quieter than the area of Manhattan that I was in before. Is, is that a good thing? Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah you were you were in a not so quiet yeah. by any means i mean although although the last if, discounting the last like three months three or four months everywhere of quiet, course of course but um, no including the last three months it was super loud <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would have been very concerning that's <laughs> yeah, yeah but um but no outside of that yeah that that took some days and still still um it's just a process of putting a place together which i did not realize from from any of my past places because i lived in a shoebox before and then before that we were in college for four years so it didn't <laughs> exactly it didn't matter <laughs> if you lived in a shoebox yeah yeah but That's uh but so overall all, all good how about you elias good good i um i spent the the fourth weekend out of quarantine for the first time in months which is really great um so it was just it was just nice seeing people, you know, like instead of just through a through a screen, there's just so much value in that. And I don't know, that that part of it was really nice to see to see human beings again. So hopefully we can do that more like in the fall. Um but yeah, for right now, I mean, I'm just putting my feet up back at home. Yeah, at home with your with your little cat. Yeah, she yeah, she's um she's very I don't I don't know what the right word is, but she's like very jumpy sometimes. Like she either wants to go outside and like hang out on the porch and not do anything. Like, don't touch me. Just let me chase the birds. Or she's like, give me food. Let me sleep with you. And then give me love. Like there's no in between. Like you can't sit on the couch and just pet her for the sake of petting her. She's just, she's just like, no, I, I want to do my own thing. (laughs) So yeah. If anyone is out there looking for a a cat to be adopted, let me know. Yes. And I, if only I could. If only I could. Or if only I. If, o- um, if only if we only, could. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. If only. If only I had enough trust in my um, abilities to take care of <laughs> a living thing right now, <laughs> like other than yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just just about getting that part right. Just barely, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cooking for one is already a lot. So let's let's take it easy. All right. Anyway, um, I mean. Rian, what what La Liga games have you kept up with recently? I'm I'm curious because, I mean, the ones that I've kept up with have all I think given me high blood pressure. So I mean, what what's going on in La Liga? I know you wanted to talk about the title race. Do we have to talk about the title race? We, we we have to. We do have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about the fact that it, you know, not but outside of these last couple of results. 
the three draws in like four games from Barcelona, it, it seems like it's kind of it's oh well, it's absolutely taking the title out of their hands. But <laughs> I was gonna but say, it, but it seems, um, but it seems like the momentum obviously is with Madrid. Although I think we've seen some encouraging signs the last couple games from Barcelona. Would you would you say the same? At least in terms of the Antoine Griezmann, Messi, and Suarez kind of uh, cohesion. It's been, yeah, I mean, so from a Barcelona perspective, right, like the Messi, Suarez, Griezmann, wow, that's a senior citizen home when you read out those names, but <laughs> just <laughs> those three, they're, they've been gelling a little bit more on the field as of the last week or so, which is great. And when I say week or so, obviously that's like a stretch of almost three games at this point. So it's been, it's been really good to watch. And I think that peaked, we saw during the, um, the Villarreal game where, you know, Villarreal are obviously a very strong side. They're, they're a top seven or so side, um, obviously fighting for Europe, but that I think was probably Setien's best game of the season, if not possibly our best game of the season. Um, and I, and I thought we just played the, like outplayed them entirely. Like, that was one of the few games that I can pinpoint in the last couple of years where I can say Barcelona completely like had the game under control in its entirety. Like they could have scored really six or seven goals. Like it was really, really impressive to see. I mean, of course that was followed up by just a woeful performance at home against Espanol. Um, but that game, I think showed a lot of good promise. The movement was good. The positioning was good. Obviously Griezmann scored an absolutely ridiculously good goal. Like really happy, really happy for him. Happy for him that like, I mean, we've talked about how hard it's been, this season not not totally his fault not 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 completely his fault and i think we've put a lot more of the blame on the coaches and like what's been or the manager and you know what's been going on on around the club that he can't control but really happy that he was that he scores such a nice goal like that yeah no i think i think his i mean his confidence in himself is actually really really impressive like through all the tough stuff that he's gone through this season I don't think there's ever been a moment where he kind of doubted himself. It's always just been, you know, this is kind of a difficult situation, but we're going to make it through it. And that goal, I think, lifted a lot of weight off his shoulders. And it was very reminiscent of Messi's goal. um, God, was it last season? Yeah, against Real Batiste, um, away at Real Batiste, uh, where he pretty much shifted with the same foot from almost the same exact position. Yeah, yeah, just just on the penalty area. Yeah. On the... the, uh on like the same boundary of the penalty area chipped it into pretty similar corner. Although you got to give it to Griezmann hitting, seeing it hit the under um, part of the post of the crossbar. There was just chef's kiss. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I mean, there's something special about Griezmann as a player, right? It's not a, it's not a Barcelona issue at all that he hasn't been performing the way I think people have expected. It's definitely, um, it's definitely a team problem. So I, I I wish nothing but the best for him. And I'm really sad that more than likely he won't win the La Liga title this year, um, along with the rest of the team, obviously. But recently, and I think this is the most interesting part of the whole Griezmann saga, he was marked, sources say, um, as a non-transferable player in Barcelona's summer, I guess, plan, which then again, we know Barcelona doesn't have a, transfer plan that doesn't exist at this club that's not a thing that we do um but it's interesting to me that he was marked as kind of untouchable which to me is kind of 
odd considering no, that. I oh, think, come on. There's no, there was, he was never going to be sold this summer. I don't know. I don't think he was going to be sold, but the idea that he's untouchable is like, like when you think of untouchables at Barcelona, well, you think of yeah. like Messi, Suarez, Busquets, PK, Alba. Like you don't think of, I don't, I wouldn't put Griezmann in maybe that category, but like, yeah. And in, and in the wake of what we saw with the Artur transfer, we, we know exactly. that if, we, if, if something were to come along that were to, oh, I don't know, <laughs> help that balance sheet just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so in before the like Griezmann and Pogba like swap where Pogba's uh, worth like 240 million euros. And, and that's, a, that's, that's a healthy little profit for, for Barcelona. Oh my god! Yeah, just a little bit. I'll, I'll swap Pogba for two forty and Griezmann for one. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm down for that. Oh my god! Yeah. So I don't know. That was an interesting development for me. I do think obviously Griezmann stays at the Camp Nou this summer, um, and obviously he will play in the Champions League this season, which is something we'll get to in a second. But yeah, um, yeah. Wait. So so just to stick on Barcelona for a second, like what, what these last couple of games. Has that like renewed any hope that you have in in let's just say for short term for the Champions League run and even just going into next season? Because if if like you believe that this league's more or less done and there and there's no and like Barcelona, I do won't be coming yes. back. What what has these last these last couple games where it looks like Griezmann actually is? So it, it seems like there's a bit more of an understanding up at the top, the the, the three up front. How right. much confidence has this, has these uh, performances like put into? So where you think where you think the team can go the next few months? Oh well, I I know for a fact we're not winning the Champions League. I will go ahead and say that right now. If there's any Barcelona fan that thinks that we're gonna be like win the Champions League, just stop. Don't hope for that. It's not gonna happen. Here's why. Um, even after the Villarreal game, like the Champions League is a one game format, right? For each, each tie, which I think in some ways benefits Barcelona's a, Barcelona a little bit more because there's a messy factor. There's just a one-off factor that you can't really discount. But then I watch games like the Espanol game where you're at home and you play like crap for 90 minutes. And I think to myself, that could also happen in a one-off game. So what reason or which Barcelona, honestly, are we going to see show up? Like, I, I don't know. So I, I'm really, I'm concerned for La Liga shot. I'm not even talking about that. I'm concerned for the Champions League even more so because A, we still need to get past Napoli at home. B, we're playing either Bayern Munich or Chelsea. So Bayern Munich in the next round. Sorry. Hey, you never know. <laughs> No, I, no, 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 I, no, I do. No, we have a, no, no, there's enough evidence. <laughs> exactly. So in all likelihood, even if we get past Napoli, we'd get torn apart by Bayern Munich wherever we play. That's my personal opinion. And even after that, you want to go farther, we either play Real Madrid or Man City, two of the top, I would say, four teams in Europe right now. Um, so, like, where where do you... How do you even get past that? How do you wrap your head around that as a Barcelona player or Barcelona team? But anyway, that's whatever. That's <laughs> it's just not going to happen for Barcelona this season. And if you want my honest opinion, I think this entire squad needs to be overhauled in the summer. Like it, when I say entirely, I mean like gutted. Like you pick maybe five players to build around, and 
you start from there. But this is not the board to do it, unfortunately. But might not be the board, and and that's this might not be the episode, dude. We we will we should we will get into that. <laughs> that sounds like when we get into that, that's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm holding my tongue. You have no idea. Um, but yeah, I mean the the nice side about that crappy performance that I was talking about though against Espanol is that they got relegated. So that was pretty fun to watch. I will say that um, first time in, I think it's like 27 years or something like that, um, that they've gone down right back down to the, um, to the Segunda. So I wasn't, I wasn't too displeased with that, but something. I'm sure, I'm sure you were, you were also a little slightly pleased to see um, Ansu Fati come, come on and show that, show how much he hates the crosstown. <laughs> <laughs> hates him so much. Doesn't I didn't, even, like, you know, I didn't even think about it. Like that. Doesn't even respect him enough to play against him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, don't put me on. I will show you how to play. No, I. It's so funny because I, I didn't even think about it like that. But yeah, what was that a red card after how, how many minutes was he on the pitch before? Before I think that? I think like maybe two. Like yeah, for, for our listeners, for our listeners out there, Ansu Fati came on. I think what around the fiftieth minute or something like that, and yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, I I think it was a red. I think I think I think it's a fair red. But by the rules, it was a red. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I mean, I think unlucky. It can I be called harsh. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a little over eager. Um, I think we saw a similar challenge in in um in, uh, in Arsenal's last game. There, I believe it was in Ketia. Eddie and Ketia came on and similarly hard oh, yeah. after yeah. what like thirty seconds. And and I think his the same some, thing basically. Some yeah yeah. Um, so uh, unlucky for Ansu Fati, and also unlucky to Espanol. Really, I, you were—I think you were a little harsh on Barcelona with that game because, like, because it was a game that Espanol needed to win, and that was never going to be an easy game. And it's and it's a derby yeah. on top of all of it. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, they didn't—they didn't lay over. They didn't roll over and and uh, and die. But but uh, it's tough, tough, tough on that to, that that they had to win this game. This is the game they had to win. To, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, which makes it a little sweeter when they didn't, honestly. But it didn't really keep us in the La Liga race, realistically. Right. Um, but it was, yeah, it was nice to see um, Espanol relegated. So they, I mean, they spent like 27 years. I think they're they're one of the teams behind Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Bilbao, um, and Valencia that have stayed in the the first division for the longest time. I think they're tied with Valencia for like 85 years in the, in the first division. So it's actually, it's pretty historic to see them go down and I don't know what's going to happen to them really come next season. I, I don't know what their squad will look like. I can't imagine it would look very similar, um, especially with their two front uh, what's called forwards that are actually pretty decent in my opinion, sticking around to play in the Segunda. So I, I expect a lot of change from them, but uh, quite honestly, I will not be following them next year because I don't care about them. So, woohoo! Well, that's, yeah, that's six, my one six, piece of happiness. <laughs> so, I mean, six straight losses now for for Espanol. It's obviously not you know when you come back from the restart and you need to get a couple wins. Can that's just not going to be enough. It's, it's, it's obviously not, not even close. Yeah. But but it's it's quite disappointing too to come back and not and almost immediately <laughs> condemn yourself to relegation like that. So um, I almost real sociedad almost did, but not relegation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yes. Yes. But, but 
Very similar. Another team that's also dropped six six in a row, lost six in a row that we saw play today. We almost forgot to talk about the league leaders again. Why? Real Madrid today win again. Uh, I believe now what's that? Is that seven wins in a row? Or yeah, six, six in a six, row, I think. Six yeah. in a row? Six yeah. in a row. They beat Deportivo today in another... I feel like their last couple games have been... Like boring, <laughs> like Real Madrid's game has been. I don't know. Boring. I guess been... when <laughs> when you when you have three penalties in a row, yeah, <laughs> that might happen. I don't know, but that's just the game, me. The games have gone to dare I say the same script. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same script. No, You're no, spot no, on. Nope, nope. I'm not stirring the pot. I'm not stirring <laughs> it. But, but no, that's. Um, but no, like like I said. Somewhat boring, almost almost like, like I watched I watched the game and it. I think Deportivo threatened maybe a couple times, but it was comfortable for Madrid and and I thought their last game was also comfortable too. It it's you know they're they're not they're not getting very tough, um, tough. Not I don't want to say opponents, but but the game the matches themselves that they're playing aren't pushing them super hard, but the bill bow, I th- thought pushed them a little bit, but, but even that didn't, it wasn't a great game and, and it wasn't like they were uh, like Madrid themselves were threatened for a lot for most, for most of that game. So it, it does feel like it's just kind of ticking along and it feels a bit inevitable that, that Madrid will end up picking up the points necessary, but interestingly, Deportivo without winning <laughs> with them, not winning any not winning any of their last six, they are now in a bit of a relegation battle too from their, just because of their form. Now they're sitting only three points above uh, Mallorca in 18th. Ah, Rian, we were doing so well before this part of the pod. You're doing so well. Remember how I was talking about my high blood pressure? Yeah. I can feel it now, Rian. I can feel it. We're talking about the wrong thing now. Ah, but yeah. Yeah, so Real Madrid are going to win the league, um, and um, yeah, all of this with all of this too. We have to mention that Eden Hazard has not played in a week now. I believe. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out why that's the case. I, I didn't see any injury news. Is is there something I'm missing? I bl- I thought he was injured. Uh, I I th- he, I don't think he was supposed to play today anyway. I believe it's something with his with with his ankle again. So it's, it's not, not don't totally don't fact I mean, check me on that. Don't, don't fact check me on that yet. No, I, well, I won't. But I was, but, I was just going to say when you have that big of a butt to carry around, your ankles kind of twist every once in a while. So I get it. It's, I get it's it. tough. It's tough, man. It's tough. You, it's not, not everyone can handle it even to the age that he has handled it as he has. Um, He's what I call the big booty Belgium. <laughs> the triple B. <laughs> Triple B, <laughs> the triple B. That that's the one that Levar needed to really. <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah. That's the, again. We're constantly coming up with new names for the podcast. That's going to be this episode's BBB. That's something like that. Big ball of grand. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no Madrid, and that, so similarly to our conversation about like the confidence in Barcelona going forward. Let's just talk about, I guess, how we feel about Madrid going into next month. 
now going into Champions League where they still have to overturn Ooh, yeah. they still have to overturn a two one deficit to Manchester City. Yeah. And that game, which is now a one off, and um you know, after what we've seen from the Tampa the Champions League draw came out today and and, and um from the draw we've seen that we're I think we're guaranteed to have one team who has never been in the Champions League final. Um Actually, or never won the Champions League. Or never League. won the Champions League. That's what it is. Yeah. N- never won the Champions League being the final. Madrid's side of the bracket, very, very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievably. <laughs> with the with potential opponents being um what uh Barcelona, right? Napoli, yep, Bayern, um, City, obviously. City, yep. Um Chelsea quotation marks. And and Leon quotation. Oh well Leon actually tied one one with, with Juve up there first leg. So, so right. who knows what happens in that second. But um but how how do you see Madrid now? We don't know if now now we have no clue with Hazard, right? But Right. But at the current moment it, if Hazard is healthy, how how are you feeling about Madrid's chances um, in the Champions League this year? It's going to be hard to get past that first game as is. It's going to be hard, but the thing with Madrid is that, I hate to say this, but they are the king of clutch moments. Like in the past, what, six years basically? They have stepped up like when at the time that you think that they're out the most, that they've just they just haven't. Or they just have stepped up when they need, like they just did. I, I can't explain it, especially Sergio Ramos, is of all people. Like he can just drop an absolute shit house of a game, and I mean, we saw in 2014, but in the 90th minute, the last second step up when he's needed the most, and he's a hero. So I'm not gonna write. I just I can't write them off, even though they really did not deserve to go through. Um, just after the City game, but. It's entirely possible, especially in front of no fans, that they they give City a run for their money. But City, granted, might have some extra motivation depending on how they're, um, or you know, depending on the fact that they might be cleared from uh, from the whole right. UEFA thing. Um, right. We'll see. We'll see. But I I'm not writing Madrid off. Yeah, and, and I was um, I believe it was said it was on the Spanish football podcast. Uh, if I said low this past either this past Monday or the week before that. Where he made this great point, I think, about Sergio Ramos, about about you know Sergio Ramos his his kind of um, oh yeah ascendancy, I think to to like being the main guy now at Madrid, right? Especially because he's now the penalty kick taker, and and as we've seen, he's, he's taken more of the free kicks now. <laughs> um, and he made this great um, Sid made Sid Lowe made this great point about you know Ramos and I guess Madrid as a whole have really thrived under these, like you said, clutch uh, moments and like, and these like very short term objectives, right? Um, like we see in the Champions League in the second half of the season, like one of the things that Lowe was saying is that you actually see, find that Ramos is quite poor around like November, December time, and then kind of <laughs> turns it back on like in the spring. Um, and, and he was just saying that he thinks that this last whatever 10 11 games of the season that we that um they've had that we've had to restart here in la liga it kind of 
pretty much turned on that part of um of I think Ramos and Madrid as a whole because it was just all right ten games to win the league and and now they're going to be in more of a situation like that um again in the Champions League and and in a situation where what all they have to do is win four games in a row uh and and they're Champions of Europe again and so I, I yeah I, I'm with you I'm always afraid I, I would always be terrified of of a purely a singular focused um, Madrid team, especially with what we've seen um, with Zidane at the helm. Exactly. I'm, I'm just cautious about writing them off. So I hope that they completely drop the ball, but I can't say that they will. So we'll see what happens in August with, with them. But I think in the meantime, I need, I need a break. I need a break. We'll, we'll come back soon. I need, I need just a mental break from thinking about Real Madrid winning the champions league. Jesus. All right. After that wonderful stoic break that I needed from Real Madrid, one last piece of La Liga news that we want to go over as it relates to one of my favorite teams from the last couple of years, Real Betis. Um, of course, Ruby was, um, was let go a couple of games ago. Um, their manager, of course, um, after a very poor run of games after the restart. And honestly, I could see it coming, but the timing was a little surprising, but um Rian, tell me who Real Batista's replacement is. Uh, Mr. Pellegrino's, uh, or as, that's <laughs> that's like that's what that's what Jose Mourinho called him once in 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 uh, the Premier League. But no, Manuel Manuel Pellegrini making his return to uh, to La Liga since, for the first time since Malaga, I believe. Right? Yes, since he coached Malaga way back in the early 2010s, I believe. Um, and of course, he's coming back to familiar territory. He's coached Malaga, Villarreal. Um, he's been at Real Madrid. Um, I mean, I think a lot of English fans will know him from when he was the coach of West Ham. Um, but Pellegrini is not actually and Manchester in. City and Manchester City. Oh, and Don't oh, forget. of course, of course, won the, won the league. Yeah, put some respect on his name. Won, <laughs> won the league. Won won a Premier League title and um and. An FA Cup with Manchester City or League Cup with Manchester City. That's so true. My sincerest apologies to all Manchester City fans. But yes, uh, of course, the Emmanuel Pellegrini that won uh, Premier League title with Manchester City. I completely, I honestly forgot about that. I was like, oh, is coach of West Ham. That's what first came to mind, which is weird. Um, but there are a couple games left for Real Betis this season. Um, he will not be coaching those games. But uh, they're, they're, it's funny because their club sporting director has temporarily taken charge of the last three, or I guess the last couple of games and the remaining three games. And he's won two of his five games. So uh, good for him, I guess. Um, but wow. yes. it's literally playing, it's like playing football manager, like in real life where you <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Sports. Yeah. Except for you get to actually like talk to people and talk to players about mm. it. So uh, though, overrated. <laughs> you li- So for context, Rion did buy football manager, 2020 yesterday he did inform me of this uh but he did get a 50 percent off so i guess that probably makes it a little bit more worth it right yeah 50 yeah 50 percent off for everyone right now so yeah and i only I bought football manager up, every every few years so i hadn't bought the last fo- i bought the last football manager for uh which was football manager 2017 so this is like every few years kind of thing and this was just perfect timing Damn, I really might have to consider getting it then. It's fifty percent off. 
that I, I'll look at, into it after the podcast, honestly. But back to Pellegrini on the on the topic at hand. Um, Pellegrini was actually Real Batista's target, I think, last summer when Kike Setien left. Um, but it didn't really work out. But hey, they have their man now, and he's going to be taking over next year. He signed a three-year deal with Real Batista. I'm excited to what he can bring them because obviously he's a world-class coach, but. I don't think we've really seen him shine, I would say, in the last couple of years. I mean, feel free to disagree, but that's my take. No, no. It, it, his time at West Ham was, I think, similarly when, when it began and, and as he came in, the expectations were very similar to what I think the expectations are or what, what fans and, um, and I'm guessing the board of Betis as well are expecting from Manuel Pellegrini coming in at West Ham. He came in and it was okay. West Ham, they just moved into the new London stadium. Um, I think a year or two before he's, he was hired and the thought was, okay, now we've got this big, this manager who has this pedigree of coach Real Madrid, who won um, the league tit- or titles with, with um, Manchester City. He's coaching the champions league, you know, this was supposed to be that was supposed to be the next step for West Ham was getting a manager like Manuel Pellegrini. And what happened was that they just they never really progressed. The team didn't get any better around him. And he and you know, he was only at the club for about a year. So he only ended up managing 64 games. Um, so I, I think you're right. We haven't seen him have real success or, or big success with um, at a high level since Manchester City. And and that's always hard to judge a, a coach on, too, I think, because it, it, it is, was Manchester City. And, and when you think about <laughs> the amount of resources that a team like that has. So the, I think he's still got something to prove here. Um, there, the Spanish League might be a good refresher for him. It might, it might I don't know, help bring him back up to the reputation that he had before the man's before um, leaving Man City. And who knows, maybe it goes great or, you know, we've seen uh, some of these older managers and Manuel Pellegrini is, is 66 years old. Granted younger, I believe younger than um, Arsene Wenger when he left. And, and we're seeing now that some of these older managers are not, um, Hmm. changing how they how they play. And I think that Pellegrini is a good manager for the right team, and it's all about whether Batiste will back him and be the right team for the type of style that um, Pellegrini wants to play. I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens with Manuel Pellegrini. Um, with that, I guess that's really it from La Liga, but... Rian, do you have anything else that I missed? I, of course, will be naming this podcast BBB in honor of the big booty Belgian. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, I know that we did not cover the Premier League yet, but we are saving that part of this episode for uh, a couple couple friends who we'll be speaking with after this Sunday's North London Derby. Special guests. <laughs> Exactly. 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 Yes. And at least one of them will be quite upset or perhaps both. And that would be pretty funny too. <laughs> that would make it way more entertaining because both of us don't have a personal stake in it at all. So 
with that, we will give you guys the Premier League side of things after the North London Dar- Derby, like Rian said. So look out for that part of the podcast coming out later in the weekend. Mm-hmm.